of course, there's going to be people that belong in the category called sucks to be you. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the... the this is the David Allen Show, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. Happy New Year. Merry New Year. <laughs> You're back in town again. Oh, okay. me. You. Yeah. 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 David's with us. This Shockingly is not enough. It is 2020. Skype. This is the 11th day. It's taken us 11 days after the new year. And I had hoped, I had hoped to have a new open for the show, but yeah, that didn't work out. I so like we, <laughs> I like one of the you know right when we started. I the, know, yeah, that I know. A great I found one. that the other day, and it was wonderful. Yeah, and I kind of want to. Well, for fun, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, maybe. No, because all I have is this. Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. <laughs> That's probably not it. No. Yeah, I don't know where it went. What? It's it's unfortunate. Uh, and anyway, anyway, b- b- beside the point, news flash, you added a child to your family in the last couple months. Yeah, we uh, we adopted you had a, a Chinese new baby. <laughs> Chinese boy. Twenty six. Um, so tall white kid. Oh, that one. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, there's more. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, tall. <laughs> Well educated, so for responsible those, human is, being. Is it really? Yeah, good guy. Oh, good, good. Yep. Uh, the peanut gallery is here again. Is normal, quietly in the corner. Um, you know, wait, wait a second. Wait yeah? a second. Yeah. I take offense. You used the word "normal" when referencing the peanut gallery, <laughs> well, he's and, and I gagged in the corner. Well, that might be true, <laughs> but I think that that adjective okay. is probably not necessarily accurate right. which we, is not a bad thing but hey, <laughs> and we have a a, a new brand, brand new guest to the show um filling in because we had an empty chair yeah drug him in off the street i'm feeling a little triggered when i heard normal you uh uh because it why what makes peanuts normal wh- Ooh, yeah that's true that's true is it the legume gallery <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that better? And plus, there's people <laughs> allergic to peanuts. And what are we trying to do? Kill people? Yeah, yeah. Is there an allergy? Jazz hands. Is there like a? Can't you tell I'm clapping? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Where do the people with peanut allergies sit? They don't. See, we exclude. Is there a hypoallergenic a whole... gallery? Uh. That are hypo? Um, no. Hyper. Well, they'll have also, to be. Hyper could work. Yeah. Hyperallergen. <laughs> Wallace is with us. <laughs> <laughs> William. No. Uh, but World War Three is beginning. Did you hear? Uh, beginning what? Uh, to start. It started. Oh, it started. Just ask the news. Good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Is, um, is that wrong? Is it Germany? Because they did. Too, and mm. they're crazy enough to do it a third time. <laughs> um, so we we killed a guy. I didn't. We, we didn't. But we 
Under the, the United of States the US. killed a guy. Military killed somebody. Who? General Some small nomi. Small small and knob. Salami. 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 This from Arabnews.com. In the end, he died as he had lived. That sounds like a music. Amid trick. violence and bloodshed, this time brought about by a hand other than his own. Let no one be in any doubt that the death of Kasim Soleimani, Mani, Mani, whatever, Salami, targeted by a U.S. airstrike on Baghdad airport in the early hours of Friday is as significant in its own way as those of Osama bin Laden, the head of Al-Qaeda, and Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, who I believe al-Baghdadi has been killed several times, but he keeps popping up. Mm -hmm. It's like a... Whack-a-mole. Yeah, that's kind of like a soap opera, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he was the leader of the Dash. Or who Dash. Was, was it? Um, was it John Kerry that always said it really stupid? Daesh. Who was it? Was, or was it Biden? Well, because it's spelled that way. Maybe he's uh, learned phonics early on. and <laughs> got to say every letter. Have yeah. they ever said anything that was intelligent? Um, John Kerry or the John media? Kerry. Um, <laughs> like those two killers, Soleimani brought death and destruction to a vast swath of the Middle East and beyond. I'm and still like thinking, them, by the way. The more publicity his vile deeds attracted, the better he liked it. It was not always thus with Soleimani. For at least 15 years in his role as head of the Quds Force, the Foreign Operations Unit of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, he did Iran's dirty work in the shadows, spreading the spreading the malign influence of the mullahs and the revolution to anyone foolish enough to listen. Then about five years ago, he seemed to start believing his own publicity and read Soleimani and, and the real Soleimani emerged, arrogant, preening, and boastful of his personal power. Since then, wherever there has been death and mayhem in this region, you will find a glossy photo or a slick video of Soleimani, his arm around the shoulder of some hapless mili- militiaman recruited by the uh, to the cause of Iranian supremacy, the people Lenin called useful idiots. Useful idiots, yeah. But what a price, and what a price this region has paid for Soleimani's bloodlust and vanity. In Iraq, hundreds of coalition troops killed in thousands of attacks by Soleimani-trained militias in the quagmire that followed the removal of Saddam Hussein and more recently, when Iraqis took to the streets in protest against the corruption and ineptitude of their Iranian puppet government, Soleimani, as Arab News reported, flew to Baghdad to take personal charge of the brutal crackdown in which at least 450 unarmed Iraqi civilians were killed. In Syria, when Bashar Assad required assistance in butchering his own people, where did he turn? Soleimani, of course to his Quds force, and to his trained Hezbollah thugs next door in Lebanon. The result is that Soleimani has the blood of half a million Syrians on his hands, not to mention the plight of millions who do not know if they will ever see their homes or families again. In Yemen, the Houthi militias would have long since returned to their northern redoubt were it not for Soleimani. Instead, Supplied with his weapons, equipment, and training, they continue to fight a war that can never win and target Saudi civilians with uh, militias 
missiles built from parts supplied by Iran. So this goes on and on. The first lesson. Apparently, learned neither by Europe in the 30s nor by the Obama administration 80 years later, is that no good comes of appeasing bullies and tyrants. Okay, what what website is this This from? is Arab News. Really? Oh, okay. So I bet if this is Arab News, what's it out of? If Is it out of Saudi Arabia? Arabia. Because they are Sunni, Iranians are, <clears throat> are Shia, they're enemies. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, keep going. What lessons can be learned? <clears throat> it is no coincidence that Kasim Soleimani's emergence into the public consciousness around two, 2015 coincided with Obama's ill-fated agreement to try to curb Iran's nuclear program by easing sanctions. Soleimani saw the nuclear ideal as a victory, and it is to Donald Trump's credit that he has done everything in his power to snatch that victory from the Iranians' grasp, including on Friday the ultimate sanction. As to the future, the doomsayers have already seen it. Iran will retaliate, they say. Matters will escalate, and we are on the path to the Third World War. The pessimists, however, forget two things. First, that Iran has been at war with the civilized world for 40 years, and the principal sufferers have been the Iranian people themselves. Second, nothing is inevitable. No sane person wants a war. This region has already buried too many of its sons and daughters for that. As Saudi Arabia said on Friday, this is a time for self-restraint, not for actions that will serve only to make a tense situation worse. Qasem Soleimani suffered from an excess of pride, and sometimes it appears that Iran does too. It is time to swallow that pride and come to the negotiating table and reach an agreement on the future, whereby Iran retains its dignity. But in a spirit of peace and reconciliation, only also regains its place among the community of nations. So he sounds like a good guy. The thing that I find fascinating is the left has lost their mind. They just cannot believe that this dummy Trump would have dared to kill this guy without their consent or telling them or asking them or begging and pleading with them to do it. Well, and no, yet they I don't championed know. Obama's free willy-nilly pushing the button of the drone strikes he did all day long. I don't I don't think that it had anything to do with them um who uh him not going to them to ask permission i i think that it it wouldn't have mattered at all who so what's the problem the problem is doesn't matter what he does not true trump hate if he if he does something <clears throat> that is going to that people are going to applaud mm-hmm. they have to get on the opposite side of it mm. Um, I gotta forward you a link if I can find it. Yep, right here. Uh, do you have Facebook? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, I gotta send this to you. Um, it's uh, what's her name? Um, Kelly Con Conway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you gotta play this. This is funny. Um. I'm send uh, yeah I just sent it to your Facebook, so um, she was talking to the media 
mm-hmm. right after uh, this happened. <clears throat> and you might want to play that one. Right after it happened. Right after Right happened? after they killed that ah. guy and people were all upset. So. Demanded that the president declassify the intelligence behind the attack. Will the president declassify the intelligence? Yes, you probably didn't hear us ask that question. I mean, we've got Menendez and Chuck Schumer... Um, chest thumping and demanding that he do this. They know that Congress will be, that they will be briefed. When are they going to be briefed? It could be, it could start, it it could start as recently as this week. That's up to the Pentagon. But they know that. They're just doing this for show. And they know that. The president has argued, and and Secretary of State Pompeo was out arguing that this top general was launching imminent and imposed an imminent threat to the United States. So why not declassify the intelligence and, and prove to Congress what that imminent threat was? Prove to a Congress? You think that they'll be satisfied? They're, 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 they sound like they're defending Soleimani and attacking this president. And that's on them. I'm a little tired of the hero worship of whoever the president uh, has taken out whoever. I mean, what happened when he took out al-Baghdadi? I don't like the way he had his press conference. Who the hell cares already? Is the guy dead or is he not? Is he a coward who blew himself up as we were advancing on him and killing his own children? Or was he not? And then people don't like the way Conan was treated, the dog was treated. I mean, the president, we got over a long time ago appeasing his critics. He's the commander-in-chief, and he did what a responsible, strong, not weak, commander-in-chief does when faced with the opportunity to take out the one of the, if not the world's most wanted Under terrorists. Under the War Powers Act, does he believe that he needs to go to Congress? He's indicated that he doesn't um, for any further broader military well, action did, against him. Look, I, did President Obama Just don't go declare war and they can do whatever they want. And, and, and I'm fine with that, by the way, and I think that's fine. I think that when, I think a, co- a commander in chief has very broad powers to act when he feels that America and American interests and Americans themselves are being threatened. So. I think that was fine under when Osama bin Laden was uh, captured and killed. I think that's fine when Soleimani is is killed. So, but but all this, you know, all this chest thumping by people in Congress who who full well know that the Pentagon will start briefing members of Congress. Uh, and and you want to just all release? I mean, I don't know. You took two and a half years. You're waiting to find evidence that just wasn't there on collusion of a campaign that I ran. I'm waiting for you all to apologize. By the way. I haven't heard that yet. Good luck. You're waiting. Somehow you knew the evidence would be there. You knew the evidence would be there. But somehow there's not going to be evidence of an imminent attack from a from a, a bloodthirsty, murderous thug, evil criminal who had already taken the lives of hundreds of Americans and maimed and, and injured thousands more. You need to see the evidence of that. But somehow you, you knew the evidence of collusion was there. Guys, don't ruin your own reputation. Will the, will the president have a chance to meet with any members of Congress this week now that they're back to talk about what happened uh, with the Iraq strike? Or does he plan to meet with any either Republican leadership or Democratic leadership? It's possible, but he's been talking to many of them um, over the course, obviously. You, you know about some of it, probably don't know about some, some others. But that's what he does. I mean, his, his door is open. His phone works. But again, a lot of people just like to head straight to the cameras. Could you imagine telling the chairman of the Intel Committee, one Adam Schiff, that this was going to happen? Could you imagine? The man goes to bed with his earpiece and microphone on. <laughs> so what would have happened? I mean, why in the world would you do that? We know it's important to him. Growing mushrooms in the dark with his depositions in the bowels of the Congress and, and putting forward this ridiculous lying about evidence of collusion in plain sight, lying on MSNBC and NBC about um, not his staff not coordinating with the whistleblower, lying. But you guys just look right past it. That's on you, not us. If you're some man.
What the Conway. is cooking? I love the the line about <laughs> growing mushrooms in the bowels. <laughs> but yeah, can you imagine how long would it have taken for that to get leaked? Because it would make Trump look good. So there, yeah, it has nothing. Well, to so do are you about, saying that that would or wouldn't have been like so they would they would have tried to stop it. it? No, they would have leaked it if they heard about it beforehand. You mean to get old Salami to move around to get out of the way? Yeah, to get out of the way, not to kill him. That's interesting. Because, okay, if he's a terrorist, if he's doing all these these sort of things, Mm -hmm. they're not going to... They will do anything (coughs) to keep Trump from getting reelected. He does anything. Yeah. They'll try. Well, I, I According heard, to Al Green, they got to impeach him so, or else he's going to get reelected. I, I just heard, I, I just read an article, I think by Trey Gowdy, and he said that the main objective about impeaching Trump is not to get rid of Trump, but to try to ensure that there's a Democratic Senate after the next election. So this whole so game that, is to flip the Senate? The Senate so that the Senate and the House will be Democrat. Ooh, and then they'll get them. Yeah, and then they can or get them. Or then he can get nothing done in his second term. Well, but then they'll they'll impeach. Well, it, it would be hard to impeach them But regardless. they've said that if this impeachment thing doesn't work, they they got more. Yeah. They're just going to keep beating that drum. Yeah. What a joke. I heard, uh, I heard somebody talking about um, how if you have people looking at the same facts but come um, out after looking at the facts come to two diametrically opposite positions mm-hmm. then and and that's that's the United States that's the Congress that's Senate uh, there there's nothing that you can do this is all power play yeah. from the Democratic uh, the Democratic Party I mean that's all it is there is talk that the Iranians are just up in arms because they loved the guy. And so they're all protesting oh, that he got killed. Yeah, but then I there's now it. Iranian protesters demand that Khomeini quit over the downing of the Ukrainian plane. Yeah. Because they've now said there was a disastrous mistake. The air defenses were fired in error after Iranian missile strikes on the U.S. targets in Iraq. You know, that's interesting when you think about that, though. They must have, so they supposedly told the U.S., well, maybe not the U.S., but uh, I think Iraq, that they were going to fire them. And then yeah, they, so to keep they their planes away. On. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They passed it on. So they knew that the, well, theoretically, they knew that the United States would know. Mm. But they must have been paranoid enough to believe that there was going to be an imminent retaliation from the United States that they would actually shoot down this plane yes part part of me thinks that that just goes to show how far trump is already into their head oh yeah like when you're so ready that you can't tell the difference between a passenger plane and a bomber <laughs> like how would you like to be the guy that pulled the trigger like oops oh crap <laughs> well but don't you think that after he blew it out he was like oh yeah you got it i, I got him i got him and they're high fine each other or whatever iranians do um and and then at a certain point, somebody went, hey, guys, guys, guys. That, that was a... Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, Wrong exactly. One. Yeah. I'm sure they don't mind if they make 
Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia, Ukraine, man, Ukraine, right? Ukraine. Yeah. Was it Ukrainian? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Which, I mean, it's, interestingly it. enough, it's Ukraine. I mean, that's the whole reason Trump's being impeached because he's, you know, forcing them. He's twisting so their arms. So it's full that's circle. Right. It's all tied together. Uh, Trump killed the, because was there a he Biden, wouldn't investigate. Was there a Biden, like, gas oil executive on that plane when it came down? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who was Hunter on that? No. Okay. Maybe somebody that knew what happened to Epstein was on that plane. <laughs> the conce- yeah, that, that's where the tapes are. The concealment of the Ukrainian jet downing by the Iranian authorities raised questions among the republic's citizens, leading to the renewal of the protests. Quote, they were so careful not to kill any American in their revenge for Soleimani, but they did not cho- close the airport. This shows how much this regime cares for Iranians, said Iranian citizen Mira uh, Sagahati. That's probably not how you say it, because that would not be Iranian. This is not human error. This is a crime against humanity. Sounds like a card game. Said exiled Persian crown prince Riza uh, Pahlavi on Saturday. He who has irresponsibly empowered his thugs to fire at will at innocence bears full responsibility. Hashtag enough is enough. Khomeini and his regime must go. That'd be crazy to kick the Ayatollah out. Because I don't think he's not been in power as long as I've been alive. The Who, Ayat- Ayatollah? Ayatollah Khomeini? Or one of the Khomeinis? Yeah. Yeah, Ayatollah Al-Khamani? Uh, yeah. Ali, Ali. He's, a, he's an old well, tyrant. Well, yeah, the one who's in now is not the one who it's, it's took, not... took the hostages. Mm. It's not the same. Well, see, I was just this big then. Because I was 79, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was. So you were uh, in your mother's There womb. you have it, for most of it, yeah. Oh. Huh. So, yeah, you were. You it was were that, that big, pick. yeah. Yeah. You were, <laughs> you were literally knee-high to a grasshopper. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I think Trump needs a better sense of humor. Like, my Twitter account would be, check, boom. <laughs> <laughs> But he does have, well, he, I, no, he probably doesn't have a sense of humor. Does he? I, you know. Or is he just sadistic? He doesn't have the timing and, and whatnot, but. Well, but you watch him off the cuff at rallies. He's a great speaker. Yeah. Because he's a, he, he's a, he's a New York thug. Yeah. But it's not like a comedian kind of. Well, funny. I don't know if he can write his own bits, but he's. He's entertaining. Yeah. Um that was that that last little bit was from the Jerusalem Post. It's crazy Jews. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Uh Puerto Rico has been stunned by a 5.9 magnitude earthquake. I thought it was a 6.2. I'm sorry. The the Drudge report calls it 5.9. Huh. Can you tell the difference? Five nine to a six two. It is like well, it it's it's um it's uh, what's the word logarithmic. <clears throat> yeah, but it's exponential. Uh, exponential yeah. That's the word. So I think it's um, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Thirty times a magnitude five point nine quake shook Puerto Rico on Saturday, causing millions of dollars of damage along the is- the islands' southern coast, where previous recent quakes have toppled homes and schools. The U.S. Geological Survey said that eight fifty four a.m. Uh, 1254 GMT, 
Uh, quake hit eight miles southeast of Guanaca at a shallow depth of three miles. It was followed by several aftershocks, including a magnitude 5.2 trembler less than two minutes later. That's a timbler. <laughs> it is. You're right. I added an extra R. My bad. No injuries or deaths were reported, the officials have said. Saturday's quake occurred four days after a 6.4 oh, magnitude okay. quake in the same area and amid okay. a spate of more than 1,100 mostly small quakes over the past 15 days. What in the world's going on there? Yeah. What is going Smaug? on? Harp. Yeah, harp. <laughs> is Jeffrey Smaug didn't kill down him, there? So. What? Is Smaug in, in the bowels of the ground there? He's coming out? Yes. That is what it is. Is it? Yep. That, at least that's what I read. Um, but I'm no expert. <laughs> Indeed. That that from the AP. Uh, this is the David Allen Show. It's 2020. That's so weird. It is so weird. I know. I just don't... I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> so, so David, break down medic. Uh, m- m- what is it? Where's it at? Break down Medicaid. What is Medicaid for us dummies? Medicaid. Medicaid. That is. Um, that would be if you were on welfare. Yeah. And you um, got insurance through the state. <clears throat> So Medicare is the one where you hit 62 or 65, whatever it is. But you, you can you can still own things and have wealth and utilize Medicare because it is yeah. like a retirement type insurance. Correct. Medicaid is not. That, that would be basically what they would call welfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you're disabled. So. Uh, Sanford. Sanford Health. Based yeah. out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. South Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Dakota. Where? Uh, Where? The top doctor at Sanford Health has some strong medicine for states that have opted not to expand Medicaid, <laughs> including South Dakota. So, we live, um, because he's an economist. Uh, it's a lady, he, I think. Because she's an economist <laughs> I, and knows, I, I, must I, yeah, I'm assuming that, that that's going to be. She probably did that before medical. I, I think school. so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She probably got a PhD and then was like, "Hey, enough of the, you know." Yeah, I want to uh, take it to the next level. The, the chief medical doctor, officer, Allison Suttle, doctor. She's not enlisted. She's an officer. Yeah. <laughs> Her message: uh, Your decision. To, to not expand Medicaid is killing rural hospitals and clinics. Quote, now, not later, is the time for these holdout states to replant and replenish their health care resources so desperately needed in rural America. Suttles' rebuke is a remarkable one, if only for where the company is based. Sanford Health is one of the largest employers in South Dakota. One of the 14 states that have chosen not to expand Medicaid and a place where even a whiff of the term Medicaid expansion can poison a policy's chances with some state lawmakers. 
Suttle cited a 2018 study in health affairs that linked an increasing number of rural hospital closures in states that haven't expanded Medicaid coverage, but also found such closures slowed quickly after states chose to expand the program. Quote, In the upper Midwest where Sanford Health is based, farmers have to plant their crops as early as possible in the spring because they know it's a short season before the arrival of snow and bitter cold, she wrote. Many of the physicians I work with grew up on farms and in small towns that lie within the borders of the states declining the Medicaid expansion. Planning ahead is in our bones, and that sense of urgency and focus should be a priority everywhere. Boy, that's a compelling argument. Yeah, but <laughs> cause is not necessarily uh, uh, cause and correlation. Subtle. Just because it's correlated doesn't mean it's caused by it. Gotcha. Subtle, a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist, cited her own experiences in the column in describing the importance of health insurance coverage and hospitals to rural residents. The non quote, the nonpartisan Medicaid and CHIP payment and access commission has confirmed what should be obvious. Women without health insurance are far less likely to receive adequate prenatal care than women with it, she wrote. States were granted the choice to expand coverage of Medicaid, essentially uh, offering health insurance for a broader range of low-income people under the Affordable Care Act enacted in 2010. The legislation was built on the concept that all states would expand Medicaid as a solution to cover low-wage earners who might otherwise fall into a coverage gap, making too much money to qualify for Medicaid coverage, government assistance, but too little money to qualify for health insurance premium tax credits. Most states expanded Medicaid, which is paid for by a mix of federal and state dollars, to cover that gap. And since there's no deadline for expansion, additional states have expanded Medicaid or continued the debate. But as of this writing, 14 states have chosen to be haters and to kill people. No, 14 states have chosen to not expand the program for a variety of reasons, including concerns about whether it's right to put more people on government support and fears of saddling taxpayers with expensive coverage in the future. That decision effectively created a gap in coverage for some people. Left to choose between having no insurance, altering their life and work to qualify for public assistance, or spending a relatively exorbitant amount for health coverage. <sighs> About 2.5 million people fall within that coverage gap nationwide. According to a Kaiser Health News analysis, the majority of those in the coverage gap live in, so in the south, where the majority of holdout states are located. Of that number, 20,000 live in South Dakota. According to the KHN analysis, although other estimates place the number at more than twice that size. South Dakota has never quite closed the door on the Medicaid expansion discussion, but lawmakers have firmly kept it from opening very wide. Former Governor Dennis Dugard proposed expanding Medicaid in 2016, but the state legislature didn't support the idea. A group has proposed putting Medicaid expansion on the 2020 ballot, but is not yet circulating petitions, according to the Secretary of State's office. South Dakota last year requested a federal waiver to require some Medicaid recipients in the state's two most populous counties to work or get more schooling to keep their coverage. The waiver could potentially strip some Medicaid recipients of coverage, and the Georgetown University 
Health Policy and Institute Center for Family and Children. Holy cow. Ugh. The waiver has yet to be approved by the Trump admin. Ask for a response to Suttles column. South Dakota Governor Christy Noem, spokeswoman Kristen Willman, released a statement that highlighted Noem's work to build a stronger state economy and her support for work requirements in existing programs, improved access for women through Medicaid, and expanded telehealth options. Quote, Governor Nome has long said that she does not believe expanding Medicaid is the answer to solving our problems and accessing quality care, Wilman wrote, or Wildman, I guess. Instead, she has worked to push forward consumer-driven alternatives that address the fundamental drivers of rising health costs. So this article was shared by someone that I happened to follow on the face bag with the comment that um, statistics, facts, and research, it all points to the fact that Medicaid expansion is a benefit to all. How much statistic, facts, and research were really laid out in this article? uh, None. Wait, wait. None? (laughs) <laughs> what Wallace <laughs> when have facts and research really had to imply with some people's decision making process um <coughs> never yeah hello we're the government we just ah you don't need facts we're the government yeah. we're here to save you we'll tell you <laughs> you don't need to worry about your actions we, we're here we got you so is there an, okay they say 20,000 people in South Dakota fall in the gap. Medicaid okay. expansion would, would pull them out of the gap. It would cover them. Would it? How would that change their lives? Well, I, see, that's the thing. Because one mention in the article was people would have to adjust their lives so they could fit. So does that mean they need to be there poorer? There we go. But, but. Oh. oh. What? That's not a bad idea. How often, if you have a, if you decide, if you get married and you decide to have a child, child, mm-hmm. or a more children, than, like it, yeah. or a bunch of yeah. children, um, <laughs> do you make the same decisions looking forward than you would if you decide not to have children? Well, the answer is no. Oh yeah, no, no. The answer is no. Thank you, thank you. Um, because you understand, there's going to be increased costs. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I won't be able to do. Every single day, you make decisions on some things that I'm I'm going to have to get up, give out. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go without mm. some things in order to get other things. I mean, it happens all the time. If you need a new vehicle and you can't afford it, uh, uh, a brand new vehicle. Ooh, we need a uh, we need a medic new vehicle. Payment expansion. What do yeah, we call that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like that. That's a great idea. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, people make these decisions every day. Can you can you upgrade features by the amount of kids you have? No like, kidding. I have two now, but if I have a third one, <laughs> right. I can get a Denali. <laughs> <laughs> I like so it. So I, I I don't I don't understand what is the issue with people have to having to um, adjust make adjustments to their lifestyle if they're going to have more if the going to have children or more children i mean that's what that's what people have always done self-moderation is not taught anymore no i mean everybody should have what they want when they want it and somebody else should ought you know ought to pay for it 
Now, of course, there's going to be people that belong in the category called sucks to be you. Um, (laughs) And that's always the case. I mean, Jesus said you'll always have the poor with you. Mm -hmm. So... But government should expand Medicaid to pay for them. Well, yeah. I mean, they should cover everybody for everything. <laughs> right. But then what happens is, what are, what are the unintended consequences? The unintended consequences are uh, it increases. People are expecting more and more. You um, you have to ration health care because if more and more people can go at the same time, you're going to have log jams. I mean... It's it's one of those things. At at what point in the history of the world did we ever, uh, until now, did we ever think that you can go through life without experiencing pain? That you could go through, you you shouldn't be able to go through life and go without. It started in two thousand eight. Thank you very much. Okay, there you go. But th- that's when. Speak well, yeah, with Obamacare. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, ten, I guess technically. Yeah, yeah it began in that oh eight when he won. Yes, we can. But I don't live here, and I have insurance. How about we talk to somebody who's had to deal with this without insurance? <laughs> so you don't live here? No, no, I don't. You've never lived here. Yeah, I've never lived here. Jerk. But out of state. I mean, people. That's right. You live in the handout state, don't you? Thank okay. you. Sorry. That's right. I got my own Medicaid. Denali. <laughs> That's why you. That's why yeah. you adopted the twenty-six-year-old Chinese yeah, boy. Yeah, I got spinning I like it. rims. It's he's, great. He's adopted so many children. He doesn't remember which one he's yeah. talking about. Quang, no, no, not uh, what's your name? Yeah. So, so, anyways. Nice. Yeah. Good luck with that one. I. But what do you think? I mean, it's it seems at a certain point. First of all, nobody, um, nobody is going to go out go without uh prenatal care if if they're willing if they if they need it like if if you if your wife is pregnant and that would be the the only time you'd need prenatal care i think yeah but good good point but when she's pregnant and say something's going on and she goes to the emergency room they Mm -hmm. have to serve her Mm -hmm. they have to do something for her uh, for one thing, and worst case scenario, uh, well, what is the worst case scenario? Is there is there a clinic anywhere that is going to uh, forego treating somebody? You mean for for birth? Yeah, for birth. Ooh, I don't know. Was there births before hospitals? Mm-mm. No, nope. Actually, there no. weren't any. Actually, and and even um, color, color didn't come into. They didn't invent color until the Was late fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. late fifties. <laughs> so, so. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a crazy time? <laughs> what when color came around? Like, you know, you're out on the plains, and you're out <laughs> no, riding drab. the horse, you know, like... All of a sudden, boom! Everything's black and white. And <laughs> the little lucky charm guy jumps out. <laughs> Boof, it's like the sunrise yeah. carries, but it turns from gray to color. That would be nuts. That would be. That would be kind of Or, or cool. what about this? I'm hungry. Why won't anybody give me food? What? Mm. Like, I have to go harvest it? Yeah. Who's going to prepare it? Yeah. Like, well, well, no, no one ate either, and 
till there were grocery stores. Yes. Yep. So you're right. Yeah. That's a very good point. Like, no Medicaid people just must have died. Yeah. Like, under mm-hmm. oh, got a cold. Boop. Done. Over a hundred percent of the people died <laughs> of starvation before. Over, over a hundred percent. How is that possible? <laughs> hey, it's my statistics. <laughs> like your truth. Yeah. Your truth is it. Yeah. Okay, now that hit, uh, we're going to get off track here. This is an interesting thought. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and he's in the idea, uh, in the, the thought process now of allowing people to do the things that they want to do. You know, and don't put him in a little box that says you're only allowed to do this. And oh, okay, but some of the, the things that made me try to figure out where I stand on some of these thoughts. What about was, shifting? Was he's not idea. against. Uh, hey, if, you know, if it works. If it works, okay. The Jews are good at it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, Hillary Clinton's it. Never mind. Uh, this concept of if it's good for you, then it's great. So serial your murder. Truth, your truth. Yeah. And and I wh- like killing prostitutes. It's okay with me. Well, it, I th- mean, it's see, it's good. Is, you do what do what I like. This is where I. My whole thought is where well, where's the line then? Yeah. If someone gets to determine their own way. Which, fine. But at some point, there's got to be a barrier, a yeah. boundary, because that boundary is going to go into someone else's truth or their way, and who gets to win that, that uh, impasse? The term that comes to mind to me is a self-correcting problem. Okay. Okay. Break that down. I want to do heroin. I do too much heroin. Problem corrected itself. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I want to do heroin in your garage? Then I will make it correct itself. <laughs> so it still corrects itself. But in it's the end? not a self-correcting. That's uh, somebody else corrects that problem. I will correct the problem I have in my garage. That's <laughs> some druggie. Uh, so I like to, I don't know, throw all my plastic bags out the door. Let's just say, you know, hypothetically speaking. Oh, good. <laughs> um. What about the seagulls? So when, yeah, well, exactly. There you go. It was a flock yeah. of them. Uh, here you go. Yeah, there were earlier. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this goes down to... Uh, actually, hold on. Iran. Oh, they're still there. Yep, they're there. Okay. <clears throat> Just making sure they're still flying around. I thought they ran so far away. I didn't, but... no, they're, they're, they're wishing they had a photograph right now. Oh, okay. But that's good. Uh so I guess I just don't know. I'm, I'm, I think I know, but this then gets into the thing of then you have to teach or require everyone to hold to the same moral standard. Yeah. And I think at some level we do that in that I can't kill you or you can't kill Wallace over there. The peanut gallery deserves to live, right? In terms of culturally? Yeah, yeah we, we've determined that this is a moral standard that everyone has to live by. Like th- This would be a truth, maybe. Okay. So, In our geography. <laughs> but maybe not in Iran? Yeah. <laughs> or Iraq. <laughs> I guess. I hear plane tickets are really cheap over Iran right now. Really? <laughs> you hear that? Going or On, on, on Ukrainian air? What yeah. is that? <laughs> it's probably the best time to go. Uh, so I mean, help me figure this out. What, how do we establish in our crazy society now that has this idea that 
you can pretty much be and think whatever you want. And everyone is kind of supposed to agree with you. How do we get away from this fluidity of truth? Don't you think at to start with, you have to disavow the belief that there is such a thing as a utopia on Earth? Uh, what, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is uh, similar to what I said before, that you're, um, you're not going to have a society, a culture, where everybody is completely equal, that all outcomes are completely equal, and that you can go through life without experiencing pain or difficulty, and that you can't have anything that you want whenever you want it, regardless so the idea that there are consequences for your actions, good or bad. Yeah, there has to. You have to start with the with the sense that there's consequent, like you said, a consequences to your actions. But um, if if you if you don't start there, mm-hmm. if you start f- from the premise that I'm a victim, mm-hmm. or um, I can change my reality however I want to change it. And then you have to agree with me, or you have to uh, not not just uh, tolerate me, but you have to support whatever decision that I that I make. If there's a victim, doesn't there by definition have to be a perpetrator? Yeah, but but it'll always be it'll always be somebody having something that you mm-hmm. don't have or so. Can't but is have. that so? Is that maybe some of the thought that? Well, we have Bezos, who's uber rich, and he's got all the stuff. Um, or there's Kardashians; he, they got all the stuff. Kanye's got all the stuff. Uh, Trump's got all the stuff. They have all the things, and just because they have them, that means they're mean to me. They're hurting me because I don't have them. Um. So by someone having things means I don't well, not, have them. Not is nece- that some of the thought? Not necessarily because uh, you know most of Hollywood isn't the enemy. Most of woke Hollywood isn't the enemy, and they are multimillionaires. Yeah, but they are self-deprecating, though. Mm-hmm. Right? So that, that, but that, they own that, stuff. I know, but that puts them on a better, cooler pedestal. Yeah. I mean, Jane Fonda well, gets arrested once a week right now. Really? And that's neat. Well, yeah, she's yeah. protesting climate. Good for her. I think so. Good for her. Mm-hmm. People need a hobby. Now, who was nowadays. it? Who, who was the Californian protest as climate? Like, ugh. It's 70 degrees today. I want somebody to come up here and protest climate. Like, tell me about global warming. Right now, yeah. yeah. 12 below today. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we're marching today. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, But but our our society, the other thing we have to understand is that um, people aren't, Originally in the Middle East, when you when you read the Bible, um, you were part of a, a group of people. In America, everybody's an individual. It's all about me and what I want, mm-hmm. rather than looking at the family, looking at the culture, the the village or the the city. Um, it's all about me, and that's that's good. If you're trying to uh, build, uh, uh, you know, an economy, if you're if you're trying to expand a great nation and and move out, you you need you need uh, that rugged individualism. 
if you're going to be uh, <clears throat> an explorer, you have to be able to do that. But in in a culture where a bunch of people live together, you have to you have to have shared um, beliefs, shared things that you believe are true or false. So, should we then be gathering up into our little groups right now of like mindedness? Well, that's what's happening. But originally, when it comes to like immigration, when people would come to America, the the attitude was you're going to integrate and become an American, mm-hmm. learn the language, and and yeah, you, you know, agree with the culture, agree with you know um, the direction that you want to go. And now you can be diametrically opposed to it, and we're going to bring in more. But, and and the the reason they're doing that, that's a pretext to try to weaken our culture and our country. So it's, I mean, we have an enemy that's trying to destroy um, America and fundamentally transform it to something different. So in the Constitution, there was, uh, they called them self-evident truths. And there are no self-evident truths for many people. There are no truths that everybody goes, well, duh. Because you can't, at one time, if you're a, a, a man, you're a man. Now, well, you can be he, she, it, z, whatever. Um, them. Them. Uh, bine, you know, non-binary. Uh, I don't know, whatever they are. You can, if you're a he, you can say you're a she. Well, that's not a self-evident truth. You don't take a three-year-old and go, uh, is, is, is that a woman? And they'll look at the guy with a beard and go, no, that's a man. That's ridiculous. That's a self-evident truth that you can look at, and everybody knows what you're talking about. But now they're throwing that on their head and saying, no, and no longer a self-evident truth. But, and if you do that on every level... You have no cohesion in a culture or society. You have it. It it will fundamentally break down, and it has to break down. But to Wallace's point, isn't that actually won't this self won't this correct itself? Oh yeah. Because if, if enough people will correct it, in what will, way? well, the people that have this thought won't be able to recreate themselves. Well, yeah, but um, they might not be able to recreate themselves because. So they've been killed take, off in the it'll huge... It'll take a generation for that, or two probably, for that thought process to go away. But the but the United States of America might will not be, be able to by then. The withstand is, it. The problem is, is the culture has literally destroyed the generation. So if you are a moderate, like, you know, I'll do me, I'm going to be happy, you do you, I don't believe what you're doing, or I don't really understand it, but that's okay, you can be you. Suddenly... The weirdo has become the norm, and you have a whole generation that's been raised to think you can be what you want to be. Not that the moderates have stopped them or told me different, but we've let it basically self-perpetuate into craziness. It and um, my son is developmentally disabled. Mm-hmm. He works for this organization. He came home and uh, was talking about this person that he works with, um, and. My son would call him he because he was told to call him he. And it's a woman who now, quote-unquote, identifies as a man. Wow. 
Now, and this is a person who's a vulnerable adult. Mm -hmm. If they weren't a vulnerable adult, they wouldn't be working there. And his uh, job coach is telling him he needs to respect this other person and call this other person a he when this other person uh, has ovaries Mm. and a vagina. So he's doing that because he's told to do that. But our culture is exploiting a vulnerable adult to try to... Perpetuate this idea chaos. of... Chaos. Chaos, that works. This this notion of, of fluidity. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine if you took this thought process into livestock? Or engineering, how about? <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine the, just in the farm? We don't know what all the sheep are. Sorry. Yeah. It's whatever they want to be. Yeah. We're going to go to a bay sale. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, they so may or may not be bred. Exactly. <laughs> all these horses, we don't know. Man, this one gets really mean every now and then and yeah. just but chases the all other these others. What if my cha- pig associates she's... as a horse? Exactly. Mm. You know. That's a yeah. bay sale. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> what do you want to go to a restaurant? What do you want? I'll have the it. Yeah. <laughs> What is this Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that destroys that destroys a culture. I mean, obviously, it destroys a culture, and that's the whole that's the whole point of so, it. Uh, obviously, because, this, but uh, because you have these smart people who are supporting it, hmm. and you can't tell me they don't know any better. They're trying to destroy it because obviously, this is not like the smart people wouldn't go and say, "Yep, gender doesn't matter anymore." Like that's the extreme. No one's gonna go on to a to a cattle barn and say, "No, there's no gender here, no different sexes here." No one's gonna do that. However, it's this whole concept that we have. Uh, I, I whatever I feel is good as long as I feel happy. Are th- that's where it starts, is it and the, then it just goes down to this but illogical I think they, extreme. I think they're they're trying to perpetuate that thought or feeling. At what point is it more important to be? considered not smart by us the smart people rather than be called intolerant hmm. well, who who's intolerant it is if the you real don't question. accept what they are right like but, I would, who's I would the real str- intolerant i would struggle as a parent if i have a son with disabled well my i feel they're disabled sometimes <laughs> mentally but they're not they're fully functioning but if you have them in a specific spot to help them and learn how to be more you know how to function on their own and get a job and succeed I would really struggle as a parent. Like, no, that's not a he. That's a she. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that's what we've been we've been talking to him, and I gave an example. You know, if your cousin, um, if all of a sudden your cousin decided that they want to be referred to as question mark rather than their name, and uh, they're asking everybody around them to call me question mark. Don't call me by my name anymore. Okay, well, I'll be polite. I'll call you question mark so that when we're talking or if mm-hmm. I'm, you're across the room and I want your attention, I'll call you question mark. But if I'm not in this room and somebody asks who was there, I'm going to use their name because that's their name. That's their legal name. That's who they are. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say that reality isn't real. Possibly one of the most popular musicians tried that. Yeah, <laughs> and that worked and out really well. 
Is that right. a symbol? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Formerly. Formerly known. <laughs> yeah, but he's dead now, so. So. Self-correcting. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Good, good. Thank you. I never meant to cause you any pain. He kind of just said that. He, I think he just, yeah. It's art. I'm sorry. I thought it was Prince. I feel like this is Trump's call to Pelosi. <laughs> 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 So Elizabeth Warren wants to be the president. Okay. You know that. She claimed this is a yeah yesterday. Of the United States. Yesterday, tenth, tenth, today's tenth. <laughs> yeah, Iran I, might I be looking so. for someone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the defense secretary. Uh, she says, "quote." She's getting up in front of Milford, New Hampshire, yesterday. So I want to thank you all for being here. Uh, you know. I think we all know that 2020 election is not just about the next four years, not just about the next eight years. The 2020 election may well be about the survival of our planet. So thank you for being here. And thank you for being part of this fight. That's your next wannabe president. Hmm. The vote is going to burn up the planet or save the planet. Mm-hmm. I think there's a sovereign country she could probably get into, isn't there? What's that? <laughs> Since she's so much Native American, oh, could yeah, she be the true. president of a sovereign country? Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Of a casino. She could run a casino. Yeah, she could run a casino. <laughs> oh, man. So who's going to be the Democratic nominee? She could Do be we a know pit this? boss somewhere. A, a pit boss. Like barbecue pit? No, a pit boss at a... <laughs> right. Poker. Yeah, at, at, at a... Crap table. At a crap mm. table. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Sounds kind of crappy. She's got an. Uh, I thought she had an economics degree, unless she's an attorney. I you know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, she shouldn't be a geneticist, is what she shouldn't be. Well, no, she true. shouldn't listen to the people that she's listening to. Absolutely, hey, uh, it's her truth, right? Well, <laughs> here we go. Yes. So, how can anyone question her? Uh, Bernie is on top of the Iowa polls at the moment. Now, I don't know if he climbed up there by himself, or but typically they're slippery. And so yeah, he sure. must be like sure. a gecko or something uh-huh. to have those grippy mm-hmm. fingers. He's been mm-hmm. hanging around the Biden polls. U.S. Yeah, Senator oh, yeah. Bernie Sanders leads the Democratic field three weeks ahead of the caucus day in Iowa. Narrowly overtaking his closest competitors, who remained locked in a tight contest just behind, <coughs> just behind him. <laughs> a new Des Moines Register CNN slash MediaCom Iowa poll. Come on now, it's Des Moines. <laughs> shows twenty percent 
of likely Democratic caucus goers named Sanders as their first choice for president. After a surge of enthusiasm that pushed Pete Buttigieg to the top of the field in November, the former South Bend, Indiana mayor has faded. Does anybody, I mean, seriously, does anybody think any of these people are going to beat Donald Trump? <laughs> they, I don't know. That's why there's so many of them. They don't. I think now you can run because there's no threat. Like, oh, Trump won. Like, there's really no chance of losing, right? Because he never stood a chance. Who? Like, Trump? Any of them. Any Democrat could come oh. out and say, I'm going to be president. Oh, that Trump got me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah. It's like, you want to win a race? You never have to run? Like, oh. I kind of like that Andrew Yang guy. Like, what's up with that? I just saw him. I, I, I'm not really up to date on my I Democrats. could be wrong, but I think he's good at math. <laughs> no, he just wears the pin. Oh, hey. okay. Okay. No one I'm says he's for good. Three thousand dollars. Well, a month. no. What I meant. Yeah, a that's what I. Dividend. That's what I meant. Oh, the, that. Yeah. Why? What did you mm. think I meant? That's what three trillion dollars. I don't know. Well, well thousand. Hold on, a thousand times three hundred million. No, no, be you be eight, billion. No, no, no. It's not everyone. You what was be it a month? Thousand dollars a month. Yeah, twelve grand a year. For each person. Yeah, okay. but but not all three hundred million. Just the of age. Oh, so babies oh. don't get paid. I don't think so. How, that, that's where would it go? Well, I think it is, but that's where would it go? It's ageism. I'm going to have 10 kids. I'm going <laughs> to collect all I like the way you month. think. I like the way you yeah. think. 12, 12 grand a month. <laughs> 12 grand a month. Your wife might disagree, but. <clears throat> I'll get me that free Medicaid and get my Obama phone. Yeah, <laughs> Denali. Can you imagine? 12 grand a month just for, yeah. So, uh, what? okay, what are your thoughts on this concept of uh, the government paying everyone? Well, okay. So, it will increase inflation because it has to. And by when I say it has to, if you know that every you're selling a car for two thousand dollars and you know everybody around you gets a thousand extra dollars a month starting next month, are you going to sell it for two thousand? Are you going to sell? No, oh, I think I'll I'll think I'll sell it for five thousand now. Your tendency so you think is it's just going to jack prices. up the market and everything? Just just by the fact that knowing more people will have potentially disposable that, income, that's what happens with inflation. Especially, yeah, that that's that's it will increase inflation. Now, I would also say it would increase the average credit card debt. Oh, totally, totally. Now that's not true because they're going to pay off their debt. Just ask them, okay? No, they're just going to get an extra thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> we live in a credit society, and. Um, and what is it, how is it going to benefit people? Now, if he were to do something like, um, uh, we will, um, use that money and, and apply it to something that you apply it to a debt, apply it to your mortgage, apply it to your rent, something like that. So then the government like, gets to dictate what you do with the money. Oh well, either way, no, I'm I'm not for it. I'm saying, if if people if if that is what was going, if money wasn't just going to come in their hands and they could blow it however they want to, mm-hmm. but it had to be funneled in a specific area mm-hmm. or direction, maybe that would be less inflationary. I, you know, I think even if say you have a you were a lower wage earner, okay, so you're already on the programs, you're on unemployment. If you go get a job, we're going to subsidize your income a thousand dollars a month until you've been at that job for a year. Sure. You know, because there's a lot of people that it, it would be hard to survive on 
eight dollars an hour like it's hard to support a family you couldn't do it well i would rather see a little extra money to get them to stay at the job for a year they're gonna maybe get a raise or maybe gonna get more responsibilities if nothing else they've actually worked 12 months in a row and it's not that bad what what about this idea that i had okay and i'm running for president next i'll start next month and that is this the government determines <laughs> you're a democrat now <laughs> yes <laughs> nice no um the the government determines what the poverty level is okay good choice Let, yep let's say they determine something under i like it let's say they determine some other price other than what's it 29,000 or 30,000 like say they determine that uh, uh you know a, a two earning family in a house that the minimum uh, amount is $40,000. Okay. Okay. $24,250. Okay, it's $24,000. Okay, say- uh, well, hmm? The threshold for a family group of four, including two children- Is $24,000. Th- th- this was in 15, 2015. Okay. So. Say, th- say the government said that um, uh, they raised that to $30,000, and they say to people- Whoa, hold and, on. What is it now? If you're a family of eight, your poverty uh, level is 43430 bucks. What about 30? What about a family of 30? <laughs> it, it doesn't I, have I, I that option. Know. I don't have that choice. Because they're bigots? Is that why? Mm. Trump? Um. <clears throat> anyways, so say a family of four, they determine that, the pov- <clears throat> that they raise the poverty level to 32000 in order for you to get any benefits, mm-hmm. unless you have been verified as being disabled, they guarantee that you make 32000 but you have to have a job and you have to work 40 hours a week. And then what? And then whatever, so maybe you make $5 an hour. They substitute, or well, whatever the, the so minimum the wage is. the government brings you up to that no bring, matter what. They bring you up to that no matter what. But you have to be working? But you have to be working. Mm. But is that a true value? Like, what about insurance? What about food stamps? WIC? All the other things you're piling on on top of that. What is well, the actual now, poverty now, level? But th- you have- well, this is true. And this is why I'm actually intrigued with Yang a little bit. Because he will deduct the amount people are already getting from that grand a month. So if you're already getting $1,000 worth of goods, you don't get cash. Which means he'll never win. Because people want stuff. Oh, well, then I... So I, I'm i not horribly opposed to this. Yeah, I'm not. But no. Let, let's read it. It's not very long. This is his Freedom Dividend Policy. Yeah, that's right. From freedom. the website of Andrew Yang. It's yang2020.com. Andrew would implement the Freedom Dividend, a universal basic income of one grand per month or $12,000 a year for every American adult over the age of 18. This is the independent of one's work status or any other factor. No, sorry, it's independent of that. This would enable all Americans to pay their bills. See? Clearly. Educate themselves. Duh. Start businesses. Be more creative. Stay healthy. Relocate for work. Spend time with their children. Take care of loved ones. And have a real stake in the future. Heroin. I want heroin. Other than regular increases to keep up the cost of living, any change to the freedom dividend would require a constitutional amendment. Well, that will never happen. Uh, it would be illegal to lend or borrow against one's dividend. A universe- but how do you how? 
A universal basic income at this level would permanently grow the economy by 12.56 to 13.10%, or about $2.5 trillion by 2025. That's going to grow the economy. Now, so you're wrong about all this inflation bullcrap you're trying to spew. I'm Clearly, all for it because I could almost pay my health insurance guy. bill. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would increase the labor force by 4.5 to 4.7 million people. Why? Because they're going to go to work if they get free money. Uh, putting money into people's <laughs> hands and keeping it there would be a perpetual boost and support the job growth and the economy. Okay, doesn't so, this sound beautiful? Utopia. Hello. Yeah. So he he's doing what they. Uh, it, the the attitude is if the government all of a sudden gave everybody twenty thousand dollars, the economy's going to explode. Yeah. And because people are going to take this money and they're going to spend it and they're going to spend it on stuff from and China. It's increase. <laughs> It's going to, you know, yeah. uh, people will create new businesses with it, all this other kind of stuff. And it, when it, at the end of the day, that isn't what happens. That's bad no. math. But, right. But, but this math guy, he is the math candidate. Yeah. He is. These are the problems that are going to, are to be solved. I'm sure he's good already. at math. Approximately 40 million Americans live below the poverty line. How many? 40 million. 40 million Americans. Right. Approx- approximately. So give or take a few. Approximately. So um, he's not really good at math. No, but he's solving that problem. But what about the illegals? They have to be able to get the money, too, because they need to feed their families. Now, is this citizens only? It said uh, every American adult. I'm, my assumption would be they would, if you were a non-citizen, you would be ousted. That's my assumption, according to this. I mean, so that's just what a ra- That's what a rational mind would think. Okay. A rational so the person. So of that, then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everyone, the Democratic everyone gets Party. It. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is why four and a half million people get added to the to the payroll or to the job rolls. That's just bullcrap. Uh, the next problem to be solved: technology is quickly displacing a large number of workers, and the pace will only increase as automation and other forms of artificial intelligence become more advanced. With my money, one third of American workers will lose their jobs to automation by 2030, according to one third. One third of American workers will lose their jobs to automation. In the next decade, in the next in the next ten years, ten years, one third of Americans will lose what, their 60 jobs. Sixty million people or fifty sure, million yeah. people are going to be without a job. There's going to be a thirty-three percent drop unemployment because rate of AI, because of technology. Mm-hmm. This has the potential to destabilize our economy and wow. society if unaddressed. The next problem to be solved: good jobs are becoming more and more scarce. And Americans are already working harder and harder for less and less. Who said? Andrew Yang. Okay, I'm sorry. The math guy. The math guy. The he's, next problem to be he's solved. He's kind of good with numbers, I've heard. It is necessary to you support say. and preserve a robust consumer economy. We need malls. Now, is that <laughs> is that even legal to say robust? <laughs> sounds like robot. Uh, the next problem to be also solved. Also sounds like bust. <laughs> Many Americans are stuck in the wrong job because of a need to survive. Huh. I feel their pain. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so offensive that I have to get up every morning mm. and go to work. Yeah. Like, some days I don't want to go. I know. Like, wouldn't it be nice if you could just lay in bed? I know. And really, <laughs> the heroin isn't going to take itself. No, and You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is pretty AI, nice. So you AI is going to take care of your heroin for oh. you. Well, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> 
the the last problem to be solved by this freedom dividend is that there are many positive social activities that are currently impossible for many to do because they lack the financial resources to dedicate time to it. And that $1,000 is going to just be the deal. Hey, you can literally go to the movies, what, three times a month? Yeah. Three, yeah. Including yeah. taking care of a child or, once. or a sick loved one. But if you're good, you can keep going back. And volunteering in the community. So this is going to essentially pay people to volunteer. Is that not the uh, the Peace Corps? No, that's not the Peace Corps. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> So, uh, are, do we need to donate? Are we in? Are we in what? Well, there's a button. Trouble? Help yeah. make this idea reality. I'm waiting to hear more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is the, this is it. Where my money? The most Give direct. Give me my money first. The most direct and concrete way for the government to improve your life is to send you a check for one thousand dollars every month, and let you could, spend it. Hold out for two. And let you spend it yeah. in whatever manner will benefit you the most. What do we have Buy for him, more Johnny? televisions? Buy more Xboxes and heroin. Heroin! The government is not capable of a lot of things, but it is capable of sending large numbers of checks to a large number of people promptly and reliably. This is no joke. This is on his website. Did he say that? Yes. Did, no, no, repeat that. That's funny. I thought you were kidding. No. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Say that again. Uh, the, the government, government is, is not capable of a lot of things, but it is capable of sending large numbers of checks to large numbers of people promptly and reliably. So let the government do what they're good at. <laughs> we have plenty of resources. They're just not being distributed to enough people right now. They've never shut down because they ran out of money. <laughs> no, they haven't. Let's build a new kind of economy, one that puts people first. Actually, the check first. If there's one policy that would transform American lives for the better, it's a universal basic, basic income. income. You know. Right? Andrew Yang has spoken. Let's vote. You want to do ready to donate now? Yeah. Don't, uh, don't. I actually think I heard he had like a was it like 1,500 on his SATs when he was 15? That's how he got into college. Like, they said he was smart. He's probably smart. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's good at guessing. I feel pretty dumb until I hear that. Like, this guy's, like, on a level. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be now, smart. I feel I, pretty intelligent. I did hear him on an interview the other day that I thought was intriguing because they're saying, what are you going to do about global warming? And he's like, well, actually, the amount of emissions that the U.S. puts out is only about 15% of the global emissions. So we really, it's not that big of a deal for us. He's never going to get elected then, Ever. Oh, no. Because he no. isn't he was the on typical Democrat. Joe Rogan show, and yeah. I was listening uh, to that interview. And I, I mean, out of all of them, I would definitely vote for him over any of the other ones. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, he, he has two major platforms, or three of them, I guess. Three? He just went through one. So I, I kind of want to okay. go through these. Th this one for sure. Okay. It's uh, Medicare for All. Oh. Okay. Good. We're gonna we're gonna run this back. Care we're gonna run this Me Medicare care care care. So this not is like lifetime insurance. No, care no, no. care care. <laughs> uh, so this first statement, I'm, I I really want your thoughts on all of you, including the legume gallery. Healthcare should be a basic right for all Americans. I gotta turn off the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> Healthcare should be a basic right for all Americans. Um, by that reasoning, um, food should be a right. 
for all yes, Americans. Yes, no, Housing, the correct kind of food. Clothes. Is that healthcare? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, if you're going to add healthcare, you got to add the rest of them, because it it would be the equivalent of somebody, um, if the only way you could breathe is if you bought air. And people said <clears throat> food is uh, a basic right of all Americans, but air and water mm. isn't. Um, if when it comes to uh, to uh, medical care, if that's going to be a basic right, what what is further up Maslow's chart of or hierarchy <clears throat> would be food, clothing, shelter. So. If you're going to say that that is a basic right, then everything else should be a basic right as well. Oh, and but but then he he does quantify he clarifies a little bit here, which I think disqualifies it. But he says right now, if you get sick, you have two things to worry about: how to get better, Death. and how to pay for it. Oh, okay. Uh, too many Americans are making terrible, impossible choices between paying for health care and other needs. That thousand dollars would help. Uh, we need here we go. We need to provide high quality health care to all Americans and a Medicare for all system is the most efficient way to accomplish that. So first off, healthcare should be a right, but now we have to pay for high quality health care. Which one is it? Because mm. I think they're different. They yeah. shouldn't be, but they are. Yeah. So th- that's his quote. Now the problems to be solved by the his position here. Well the uh one one thing about um, healthcare. Uh, so I know a lot of people that have bad knees. Okay. Did and you want to be applauded for that? Y- well, I was hoping. That's okay. why I paused. Gotcha. And no, nothing more. That was okay, it. good. No, <laughs> no. It, it, <clears throat> many of many people. Um, aren't necessarily going to get their their knees replaced because they can't afford the deductible, or it's painful, but they can live with it. Mm. Okay. So um, if all of a sudden everybody who has painful knees finds out that they can get their knees replaced with no cost at their own, how long is it going to be? How long is that line going to be? And what about the person that can barely walk, needs knee replacement, and um, there's a thousand people ahead of them who are getting knee replacement because, eh, you know, I don't have to pay for it. And I'm 30, and uh, what the heck. So you're going to get rationing. <clears throat> I I know a a guy from this area who was Canadian. He uh had uh, he needed his gallbladder removed. Okay, if you go if you have a gallbladder attack, go to one of the hospitals around you around here. <clears throat> you're uh, you know, that day, next day, you're going to have it removed. In Canada, the doctor said you got to stop eating fatty food and we'll get you in maybe 6 months. So, if that is what you want, when you say high quality mm-hmm. healthcare, if 
they they would have to be mutually exclusive mm-hmm. unless there's a possibility that you could pump out a hundred times the number of doctors that are just as well trained and just as competent. <clears throat> if you can't do that, you're going to have rationing across the board. And what happens if you're 62 and you need open heart surgery or if, and at the same time there's somebody who's 72 who's still working full time and needs open heart surgery. Well, the one who's 62 will probably get it. The one who's 72, well, I'm sorry, we'll take you out back and shoot you because uh, you're not going to get it. It's that heroin again. It's the heroin. I didn't, yeah, I mean, yeah. But it, <laughs> yeah. it has to. It has to. So there's no possible way. But here's my, someone asked me the other day what I thought about healthcare for all. Mm-hmm. And you're against and, and, it, and whether it's a human right. I think that access to a smart person that can help diagnose a problem and fix a medical issue that probably should be available. Now, if I live in the middle of nowhere, it's not available, and so th- it's ludicrous to demand available healthcare available to everyone. It's it can't be. Because it, to do that, everyone must live in little urban. But then bubbles. you have to define what available means. Well, correct, but but the what I think we conflate, we they conflate is healthcare and healthcare insurance, paying for it. They're different, yeah. but they've lumped them into the same word now. So when you say healthcare, what they mean, what the left means is paying for it. Paying for healthcare is a basic human right. That's what they're really saying. They're not saying access to health care. They're saying paying for it. Yeah. Someone, you know, government should be paying for your health care. Because if they did say access to, to health care, then you have to define how quickly. Absolutely. And then depending upon that, uh, there, are, there are people that live in small towns in North Dakota and South Dakota that it might be two hours away from uh, a hospital. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, what are you going to do? There's right. 50 people in this town. You're going to build a hospital in that town in order to give them no, full access. No, then you access. pay for helicopters to go get them. Yeah, exactly. It's always what you'd have to do. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that's cheap. Or you set up free clinics, paid for by California. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> ding, you are sold. Ding. Well, I mean, <clears throat> maybe this isn't true, but I would think if I get older. And I need to go to the doctor more. I have to make a choice. Do I want to be closer to quality health care? Yep. Or, you know, you don't go to an assisted living because you don't need assistance, right? Yep. I mean, if you're needier and you need a service and it's not convenient, you make it more convenient. Or you don't have it. You have choices to make. Um, uh, uh, that that happens all the time. Somebody has to go to a nursing home. Mm-hmm. People don't want to do that. Why? <laughs> Because if you go to the nursing home at a certain point, they're going to start putting a lien on your house. And when you die, they're going to take they all of all. your assets. Mm-hmm. Now, what's wrong with that? Now, the the kids don't like it because then they won't get an inheritance. But why should everybody else have to pay But the kids also that? aren't stepping up to take care of them either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... 
um, how many people get health insurance through Medicaid and also get five grand at the end of the year from the federal government in taxes? Mm. Why is that right? That shouldn't be. That shouldn't be allowed. No, that shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't get anything. Hmm. I struggle a little bit. Just like I want to help people. You know, if there's somebody, say you're a a single mom and you have three kids, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to generate enough income to pay for that. And I don't have a problem helping that person. You know, maybe there's a clinic that they can go to that's discounted. Maybe you do a healthcare system based off of income. I mean. You know, I had a doctor friend, and he told me. Again. That's you it. Have Nothing more. Friend. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I have a doctor friend, and he said that the minute you take Medicare, if you work at a clinic. You, you mean as a doctor or an office? As a, as a doctor mm-hmm. or office. Mm-hmm. Say that. Um, single mother with three kids comes in with no insurance. Mm-hmm. And she comes in um, because her kid had stitches on his, needed stitches on his finger. And the price is $500 to do the stitches. If he were to do the stitches and then charge her only $100, not $500, Medicare would come in and sue him for fraud. Medicare or Medicaid? Medicare. Really? Yeah. So there's no bartering? There's no bartering with that. So the minute you, can't you take negotiate. that, nope, you can't negotiate. Your your so Medicare sets the table. Yep, and so you have some doctors in larger cities that refuse to take Medicare, mm-hmm. and then they can, like they have um they have this one uh, orthopedic surgeons in Oklahoma. You go to their website, it'll they'll tell you exactly how much it'll cost for a knee replacement. Mm-hmm. They don't take any Medicare. They don't take insurance. Cash on the barrel. Yeah, this is what it's going to cost. And so you know, if I go there, it's going to cost that. Mm-hmm. And you go there, it'll cost that. Um, <clears throat> but the minute they start taking these other things, yeah, and it's ridiculous about Medicaid. Well, this was 15 years ago, but I used to be uh, an ambulance director. And if somebody was on Medicaid, the bill might be like if we had to transfer them to another hospital, the bill might be two thousand dollars or something like that medicaid would say no it's 150 and that's what you're going to take and you can't bill them for anything more so who sets that pricing exactly the state or whatever but wouldn't that be geographically different it might be geographically different but there's such a huge difference in the price that just because they have medicaid for all doesn't mean that all of a sudden these hospitals are going to be flush with cash either. You know, that was my point. Medicaid, yes, Medicare, <clears throat> right. Medicaid, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I still think if you could discount the rate, you know, maybe have discounted fees income-based. So if you make $35,000 a year, you get a, say, 50% reduction in the actual cost. Or if you make $50,000, maybe you get a 25% deduction on the actual cost. But all that's going to happen is the hospitals are going to raise their prices, right? Well, this guy gets 50% reduction. I want to raise my price 50%. I'm still making my margin. Yeah. I know that if you go to the hospital and you have a, a huge bill, they'll work with you. And if you pay cash, they might knock 
70% off or 50% off or whatever. But I also know that they have weird laws. Like in, in a nursing home, if somebody comes in the nursing home, they bring in uh, their medication. Say they have just a tub of medication that they have to take in the nursing home. They're all in little bubbles, mm-hmm. so it's not like you're popping them out of a of a jar. They're all in little bubbles. See, that person comes in there, he has a 30-day supply, he dies an hour later. They take all those drugs that are in the bubbles and they throw them away. Really? Yeah. They throw them away. Why? Because they were issued to that guy, not to somebody else. So it's now illegal for them to go somewhere else. Yes. So you don't think that maybe doing something along that line might save (laughs) on medication costs? I mean that's a small microcosm, uh-huh. but there's a there's tons of crazy, crazy laws that come up that that people come up with, um, and regulations. Yeah, you can't smoke unless you're 21 now. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. In South Dakota? In the in the U.S. Get out of here, really? No, you can smoke, you just can't buy tobacco. <laughs> you just tobacco. can't buy tobacco now, unless you're 21. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird how smoking has become like... But marijuana like, isn't. Yeah. Marijuana's okay. <laughs> it's almost like seeing a dinosaur, right? Like, you see somebody smoke up, like, we were watching a show on Netflix, Mad Men. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Advertising, and the thing that gets me is, like, they walk into the office, they have the cigarette dispenser, everybody's lighting up cigarettes... The one guy, they have to take his shoes off before you walk in your office. Yes. But there's four guys and they're smoking ash flying everywhere. <laughs> right. They're all pouring toddies. I'm like. Okay, so I watched, uh, I started the cartoon of Aladdin yesterday on Disney+. Plus. The top, by the title as it started, whoa, careful, depicts tobacco use in this cartoon. Yeah. There was a trigger warning for tobacco use in Aladdin. Wow. Now, not sorcery, like evil like demonic activity none of that no tobacco depictions of yeah, tobacco depiction. use. it's a cartoon and and it was the genie walks with a cigar for a minute it's crazy i want to know though have any cartoon animals been harmed in harmed the filming in the film? of that cartoon Good question. What about peanuts? Pigpen had that whole cloud of dust. Like, you know, well, that's an OSHA violation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Debris it there. is. Totally. That's yes. right. Uh, the U.S. <clears throat> FDA has officially changed the federal minimum age to purchase tobacco from 18 to 21. This story came out on December 26. Merry Christmas, 2019. The new minimum age applies to all tobacco products, including e-cigarettes and vaping cat- cartridges. Really? The huh. provision came as part of a $1.4 trillion, with a T, spending package signed by the President Donald Trump on December 20th, which amended the FDA, no, sorry, the Federal Food, brother, Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, which also included $1.4 billion reserved for building the U.S.-Mexico border wall and $25 million for gun violence research. It had bipartisan support being introduced in May by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Tim Kaine, the eyebrow from uh, <clears throat> Virginia. 
I got, I got a Vermont. I wanted to talk about the the border wall. Okay, yeah, you can in one second. <clears throat> what was unclear in the proposal, however, was when the change in the minimum age would be enacted. From the date of Trump signing the legislation, the FDA had six months to amend their policies. After that, the minimum age change would take place within 90 days. However, the FDA website now reads, this from like three weeks ago, it is now illegal for a retail retailer to sell any tobacco product, including cigarettes, cigars, and e-cigarettes, to anyone under 21. Uh, the FDA also noted that more inf- information will be available regarding the policy change as it becomes available. 19 states in the District of Columbia have already raised the minimum age of tobacco to 21. And that's fine. Totally. The states can do it. So you can smoke if you're 18. I don't know that. It just says you can't buy it. So maybe. But if that's the case, can you consume alcohol under 21? You just can't buy it. No. So the consumption is the problem? Yeah. And the consumption of tobacco is not the problem? Oh, no. I was asking about that. Uh, It doesn't say. Okay. It does say purchase. They can't sell. So that's kind of a crazy change all of a sudden. I just I'm trying to think of the last person I've seen smoke a cigarette that was between 18 and 21. See, they're all I vaping. Work. Well, the problem is it, it, it's aimed at the e-cigarette world because they're all vaping. Well, not all. A bunch of them are. They well, don't the buy hips, cigarettes. The hipsters are. Yeah, well, but they don't buy cigarettes. They buy vape cartridges. You know, the self-correcting problem theory is never going to work correctly if we keep telling them what they can't do. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, the border wall. The border wall. So I want to talk about that. First of all, Aunt Becky. Ah. Yes. Lori Laughlin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, b- imprisoned? Perhaps. Accused and imprisoned for... College admissions fraud. Well, right? she's or being charged. Bribery. Oh, okay. She hasn't been convicted yet. No, she hasn't gone mm, to court yet. Okay. Okay. What did she do? She paid off. She bribed her the college to let her kid get in. Right. Paid off. Paid her way into college. Didn't she do the equivalent of digging a hole under the border wall? Into the college? No, into the country. What did she want for her child? She wanted a better life for her child, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and so rather than going through the proper channels to get her child into that college, she bribed somebody, supposedly... A mule. ...to get her child into that College. It was like a sports scholarship, like oh, my yeah, kid's really good at rowing, rowing, right? yeah, <laughs> to get her into there. Okay, so she, she would have rowed her way across the river. Well, okay, so did, well, wait, no, she was not good at it. Yeah. Is the problem? <laughs> so this is my point. Um, <clears throat> to go to, not anybody can walk into a college campus, go to all the classes without paying for the tuition, without being accepted, and at the end come out with a diploma that says you have a bachelor's degree from this college. You have to. There's a wall that keeps anybody the from going in. out. Well, or anybody, or certain people out. Okay. Okay? In Harvard, it's not keeping the dummies out. There's a lot of smart people that want to go there, but they can't get in. They try. They go through all the channels, and they're not allowed into... Harvard. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if 
in in Aunt Becky's case, if she bribes somebody to get her child into Harvard, mm-hmm. she did not go through the proper channels. She, in effect, scaled that wall, pushed her kid over the wall to get into Harvard. You need to quit referring to her as Aunt Becky because I just keep playing the theme song in my head. I had a huge crush on her. <laughs> Darn Jesse. So, so, wh- so why what's is, your point? Why are people so angry at her? Why are they putting? Why are they threatening oh, to put why her is she into being prison? Demonized by the left? Yes. No, they're just embarrassed because they got caught. No, they're not. They they want. It is a sign of of whatever of of uh, arrogance. So and, no, it's the same people that are up in arms against old gosh dang Weinstein. Get him, get him, get him. Well, th- th- right? Th- Isn't it the same? They're the same people that are against the wall that uh, that would allow anybody to come into the United States at any time. Totally. Yeah. But they're the same people that are against people going over the wall into. The college campuses, but that's where the elites live. We don't want the we don't want these these foreigners in where the elites live, right? I mean, no one's going to let them walk climb over the wall of Nancy Pelosi's compound. No, just no. ask her, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. But my it's hypocrisy. It's a total hypocrisy. All of the people that are upset, yep, at Lori Laughlin mm-hmm. are hypocrites. Hello, if they don't at the same time, um have an intense uh, hatred towards uh, people allowing anybody into this country. I Correct. think they're just mad she thought of it before they did. <laughs> so that's how I could have gotten you know, Wallace in without... And I'm spent. <laughs> <clears throat> I wasn't very good at rowing. I guess I should have applied. See, well, if- and you weren't a woman, or you didn't identify as a woman. Uh, back then it would have been weird. Nowadays, you should have, you should, you should have. I, I suppose, quite literally, <laughs> identified as ha- a rower. They can't tell me I'm not. Ooh. That's true, but if you identified, literally, right now, if you had a C average, but you identified as a transgender lesbian, <laughs> I'd have to get my grades up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you were a D student and identified as a transgender lesbian and you wanted to be a transgender lesbian activist, I bet I bet you could get into I, any college in the I'm nation. I'm sure somebody would pay for it. Yeah. How about the guy from CNN? What was that? 275 million? Talk about right place at the right time. Oh yeah, that kid? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they totally exploited it to make it look like he was just being a smarmy little jerk. Oh, you mean the uh um, the, With the Native yeah, American yeah, yeah, yeah. activists. Well, they settled, yes. which by doing that was kind of a bummer because now you're nothing not gets drug out in the public, which will be really fun. Well, and then did they say how much they settled for? I think it was like, did you say? I think it was like $275 million. Well, that uh, was... That's I wouldn't what, have held out for any more either. Like, that's probably enough to buy me. That that's what that was the <laughs> initial amount. Um, you're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I get that $1,000 a month, like, hey... <laughs> Uh, ooh, should we ask the very uh, non-biased Snopes? <laughs> uh huh. The Th- question: there should be a Snopes for Snopes. Did CNN settle the Covington High School lawsuit for two hundred seventy-five million dollars? 
The details of a settlement reached between student Nick Sandman and CNN have not been made public. So they're not falsely they're reported then on the face bag. Well, <laughs> it was on there. It has to be true. <laughs> but this is this is truth. Uh, now there is a report. Um, according to a report, this is from Atlanta, as part of the settlement with Nick Sandman, uh, CNN hosts <laughs> will be required to wear MAGA hats throughout every broadcast. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Let the punishment fit the crime, Counsel for Sandman said, as Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, Anderson Cooper, and Wolf Blitzer all solemnly donned Make America Great Again caps. That's never going to happen. Hosts were seen with downcast expressions as they commented on the day's events. MAGA hats in place. Sandman says the hosts will be forced to wear the hats until they've learned their lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I think there should be a a one-year minimum. (laughs) Just be careful you don't make an expression some could construe as smug. Wouldn't want you to get punched up or your lives to get ruined or anything like that. CNN ratings are going to skyrocket. CNN hosts must also finish every broadcast by saying goodnight. (laughs) And I'm a big fat dummy. (laughs) While Trump is the best president we've ever had. (laughs) Brian Stelterwater requested an exemption and was allowed to wear a clown nose instead. Uh, news brought to you by the Babylon Bee. Oh, I also I also saw this article. It says Truth uh, in Advertising. CNN attacks Babylon Bee. <clears throat> CNN has slammed the world's best satire site, the Babylon Bee, after CNN executives realized that fake news articles on the website were getting at least as much social media traction <laughs> as their own. There ain't Fantastic. room in this. There ain't room in this internet for the both of us. There simply aren't enough people out there for us to fool with our fake news stories, and the Babylon Bee is fool is fool to fool with their satire. There isn't enough click clickbait and outrage traffic to go around. <clears throat> for what it's worth, the Vikings are losing. Never mind. Um, let's see. Then the crowd is stunned. Uh, yeah. The, I think that's uh, still what happens weekend. every year at this time. If not, 17. no, at this time of the year, they're out of it already. 17 to 10. Um, mm. Quarter three, six minutes left. I was watching it earlier. Oh, nice. Really? I wondered. The... <laughs> why, are, why are you here? What do you bring to the table? Um... This is the David Allen Show, for those unaware, I think. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Can you get that on your thing? DavidAllenShow.com on the interweb. On the iTunes, the Google Play Store. I was really hoping for the theme song from Full House.
That's the lonely. This is the David Allen Show. A little journey for you to, to uh, fill your your morning uh, morning commute because that's when you listen to this show. Your morning commute. Uh, why not? Uh, the world's super rich, according to Russia Today, RT. You ever, you ever watch? You ever listen? Read RT? I have in the past, mm-hmm. not recently. The world's super rich are hoarding physical gold in secret bunkers. Cool. The strategic case for owning gold remains strong, according to analysts analysts at Goldman Sachs. Marketing. Really? Uh, They point to such factors as political uncertainty, recession fears, and other worries among the global elite. Data from Goldman Research showed that owning the physical metal seems to be the global elite's preferred way to hedge against tail events. What's a tail event? Uh, I think uh, some like. Uh, Does that mean treasure maps are gonna come back? I hope so. Like Goonies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys! Physical buying of gold has increased at a rapid pace in the past three years. Statistics showed since the end of 2016, the implied build on non-transparent gold investment has been much larger than the build in visible gold exchange-traded funds. Goldman said in a note sent to clients and seen by Yahoo Finance. That simply means that for those including gold in their luxurious bunkers, demand for which has been growing at a fast pace. Owning bullion is a must. Now, is that like chicken bullion? Yes. Yep. It's in the, you know, the ones I have Cubes. are nice gold mm-hmm. little packages. Yep. It's the same thing, right? Yeah, it's exactly the same I thing. I thought it was. Yeah. Mine are in a plastic b- bucket, though. Like a little plastic jar? Yeah, but they're wrapped in gold. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 So that's nice. Uh, that is the same. Yeah, yeah. I have stuff that I got from Costco. It's called Better Than Bullion. <laughs> wow. It is. Yeah. Wow. Make sure there's a map to that. You don't <laughs> yeah. want to lose that. What's it wrapped in? <laughs> I think it's titanium or something. <laughs> Do you keep it next to the hummus? <laughs> <laughs> I dip it in the hummus. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so much better. So much better. Uh, why headline on Drudge? This will be good to wrap the show with. Why today's young men are terrified of sex? This from the New York Post. (laughs) First off, who writes this stuff? I have my own theory. (laughs) Do tell. He, she, they. Yeah. Yeah. Mason. A former college football player from suburban Milwaukee was almost 20 when he lost his virginity. Mm. He didn't lose it. <laughs> uh, right. I, it's I a had st- it here a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bent over and it just fell out <laughs> yeah. of my pocket. Yeah. Has anyone st- seen my virginity? I can't <laughs> third, find it. Third time this week. I've lost it again. <laughs> yeah. Got to get one of those chips that you can put on and then, you know, put an app on your... Yeah, yeah. I found my virginity app on the phone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a story you don't hear too often. Boys, we're we're told, are having sex younger and more irresponsibly than ever. But as author Peggy Ornstein learned while doing research on her new book... Oh, brother. Here's Here's the title of the book. Ready? Boys and Sex, colon... Young men on hookups, love, porn, consent, and navigating the new masculinity. Harper Collins. Collins. 
Out now, the reality can be very different. For Mason, the simple act of kissing was something he largely avoided in high school, afraid that without enough experience he would do it wrong. Quote, He thought he was just supposed to know, right, Ornstein? Even holding hands felt like it came with the risk of humiliation. When he went to college, he met a girl, Jeannie, Jeannie, who invited him back to her dorm room to fool around. He wasn't able to perform and blamed it on the weed he'd been smoking all night. <laughs> she fooled this is, around. This is, not, this is not satire. She's making it up. She texts him the next day, inviting him over to try again. But the more he thought about it, she writes, the more anxious he became. Once again, his attempts at intimacy fizzled. Oh, like many of us, she bought, let's see. For Ornstein, who's, who spent two decades writing about the sexuality of girls, Mason's predicament was difficult to take seriously at first. So let's get to the point here. La -da -da. <sighs> Thank you, Matt Drudge, for throwing this out there. Um, yeah, I apologize for even opening this can of worms because I'm not going to read this diatribe. It's long. And there's no reasons that men are terrified. This is just a weird... Uh, well, Eric Spitznagel is the name of the guy who wrote this article. Don't you think a lot of it is exposure to hardcore pornography at an early age? Um, coupled... Oh, so the expectation is different? Well, yeah. I mean, because, okay, this isn't uh, whatever the, mm. the typical thing is. And then there's also um, <clears throat> uh, the the way um, men are are um, considered to be predatory in everything oh, yeah. they do. And uh, so, you know, how much misplaced guilt and other things go on with that. Okay. Because it's not healthy at all, any of, I mean, I mean, pornography isn't healthy mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form for a young kid. So that'll... Uh, you have uh, plasticity in a uh, brain that will affect what you see and think will affect um, the the exact structure of your brain. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> that works. We're in. We answered the question. Well, I don't know we if that's the answer, but well, it seems no, we reasonable. Did. Yeah. We did. We did. That's it. Mm -hmm. That... Uh, and, and any last thoughts? I have one more little article we'll read, but any last thoughts from the rest of the group? About what? Yes. I have a few things that are just kind of little... Uh-oh. ...grains of sand. But I'm just... I don't think I can take it anymore if I hear somebody say that somebody found Jeffrey Epstein in his jail cell. <laughs> what? Or that they discovered him in his jail cell. <clears throat> Everybody knows where he was. He wasn't lost. Uh, that's true. Nobody Wait. found him there. Wait a minute. He didn't do it himself. What? Well, he didn't kill himself? <clears throat> <laughs> no, no, the theory is it wouldn't have been surprising for them to find him in his cell. <laughs> well, he should have been there. Unless, if he wasn't there... Unless... It, uh, he had full range of the the whole wing, and he would sleep in a different cell every night. Well, he was privileged. 
Yeah. He had a specific This isn't Harvey Weinstein. He was there. I had I had, and there was nobody that looked on him for 11 hours. I also heard that he uh would be in a uh uh, one of those interview rooms for like 16 hours a day, and they would uh, they would buy all the snacks and the pop no, out of the that machines. That was when he and, was in Florida. <clears throat> oh, that wasn't in on New his, York? On his first little stint. Oh, okay. But nobody found him there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> they knew where he was. They might have lost him. Well, like they don't have cameras, right? Oh, they do, but they the 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 video was corrupted. Corrupted. Well, it's right. hard to find technology nowadays that can really hold mm-hmm. up to that kind of use. Yeah, really, and really that fine of uh, uh, I mean, there's maybe a mouse that chewed a wire or something very rational. Probably, you know, it probably couldn't all fit on the floppy disk. And uh, um, I, actually, on that note, yeah. uh, I just did a little bit of researching online, and I found this in a tragic occurrence: the footage of Epstein's Epstein's suicide attempt. Uh, was found hanging in his cell on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> they found it. <laughs> in an apparent suicide. The footage reportedly strung itself up with a strip of cloth, hanged itself from the ceiling, and then shot itself three times in the back of the cassette. This is kind of scary. I hope you guys don't have to change your Facebook status from being Mark Safe from Suicided by Clintons this week. Right. Like, we're kind of like worldwide now. I think That's right. if we were ever a threat, that might be the case, but... Uh, since nobody listens to this, <laughs> not even the NSA, um, <clears throat> I don't think we have to mm, listen and worry about well, it. maybe not. Isn't it crazy, though, that you get up that much power that, oh, you just died. No big deal. Yeah. Well, and that no one actually cares. Like, I, it, it's it's to the point where you can just pass it off as suicide. Well, starting in the 50s, the CIA, CIA started uh, uh, conditioning people that anytime you hear conspiracy theory the it, it, regardless of what it is so if somebody in the no hall says oh that's a conspiracy theory you're conditioned to disregard what they just said <clears throat> okay this is for Gabby he died this guy okay he was 750 pounds okay when he died. Okay. That's happy. This is the this is the wake up song. The wake up song? MK Ultra. Oh it is. They're coming out of the woodwork. He choked on boy. This is the David Allen Show, and somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, episode 87. Huh? We're close enough to 100, we have to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And then, the sky is the limit. Yeah. That is somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, that's right. You know what the circle game is? Uh, yes. Game or gang? Game. Circle, circle game. We used to do that in school. Just, no, I can hit you. If, no. If you look at the circle game, well, yeah. there are the people who say, oh, no, no, that's a white supremacy signal. That's how they... Well, that's what we always thought it was. Well, at the Army-Navy game, yeah. they, somebody saw somebody do yeah, that. Yeah, I heard so that. So there was yeah. a big uproar. And they had a big investigation. Yeah. And I, I, I read a little deal about it. I thought it was kind of interesting. This guy said, 
because the the top brass at uh, Annapolis said, "Oh, we had to really take that seriously." <laughs> he said they were they were pole vaulting over mouse turds. <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't actually matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're playing this stupid game that <laughs> seven-year-olds play, and I think I was fourteen when I played it. I was a little. I feel kind of left out. I don't know what that game actually consists. Yeah, I wasn't either. Well, you would right. talk to somebody in the and Christian, go like that. In the Christian households, we didn't really do that. Yeah, you yeah. didn't play them circle games. If, <laughs> yeah. you, if you could stick your finger in the hole without looking at it, then you get to hit them. Really? No, the way we always did it is you that did it wrong. Is uh, agree to disagree. Um, you if if you saw it. It had to be below the waistline yeah. if you saw it, then the other person could hit you. <clears throat> that sounds like a really complicated game of slug bug. Yeah. Like, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Without the bugs. A little yeah. more juvenile. Mm-hmm. But anytime somebody makes a big deal about nothing, you can tell them that they're... Conspiracy theory? No, that they're oh. pole vaulting over mouse turds. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and with that, we're going to wrap. This is the David <laughs> Allen Show. <laughs> As I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor And I can't help but to hear No, I can't help but to hear In exchanging of words What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter But what a shame What a shame the poor groom's bride is a whore I chime in with a heaven Technically our marriage is saved